اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الف لام ميم ذالك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين الذين يؤمنون بالغيب ويقيمون الصلاة ومما رزقناهم ينفقون وآخرين منهم لما يلهكوا بهم وهو الذي ذو الحكيم ذالك فضل الله يؤتي من يشاء والله ذو الفضل العظيم This Jalsa Salana now is coming to an end. Alhamdulillah, we started the Jalsa Salana with the message from Hazrat Khalifatul Masih, Allah Ta'ala bin Nasr al-Aziz, which was read to you here. And in the last three days, we heard speeches on different topics. But the real work starts now. The first thing we remember is coming to Jalsa, attending it, listening to the speech is one part. The most difficult part starts now. Do we remember? what was the Hazrat Khalifatul Masih message was, which was read just over 48 hours ago. And if we don't, we fail the first test. As I mentioned at the time, when we solicit and request for Hazrat Sahib message, then we need to pay attention to it and try our very best that we are able to follow his instructions and directives. And if we could not do that, then we need to question our commitment to Khilafat-e-Ahmadiyya. 
Also, in the mean, in last three days, we heard speeches. We are given informations. We are told ways to enhance our spiritual and moral standards. We're given the example from the life of Hazrat Hazrat Masih Maud, and the companions. Again, the question comes, are we going to follow or take some points home and try to practice and implement those pearls of wisdom, those informations in our lives, in the lives of our children and our family. So it is very important that while our memory is fresh, we try to recall what is said here and see if we can take one, two, three, four, or as many points and then try to follow. Otherwise, it becomes just a worldly a trip or a festival. And that was not the purpose that Masihe Ma'ud established this Jalsa. I want to take a few minutes here to talk about the state of Jamaat Ahmadiyya USA. I don't know how to start it, how to say it, and how to explain the state of affairs of our Jamaat. I can only tell it, and most of you know that it is not very satisfactory. Some of you may not like it, what I'm going to say, and some of you may not accept it. But whether we believe it or not, reality does not change. And our actions speak volume of our behavior, our character. And it is important to reflect upon our situation, our condition as a, as a Jamaat collectively and realize and assess our weaknesses and our shortfalls. Unless we do that, we would never be able to correct it. And this is not the sign of living organizations or Jamaat. We appear to be in a state of slumber and suffering from malaise. We have become complacent 
and our claims don't appear to match our actions. Here I give you a few facts. With all the surveys, it appears that only 30 to 40 percent of our Jamaat members, especially youth, are praying regularly five, five prayers. I'm not talking about congregational prayers. Just five prayers as mandated. And if one is very optimist, can extend to 50%. But Khudamul Ahmadiyya survey shows is about 30%. Ansarullah may be a little more. I don't have access to Lajna. But, why under, but what I understand is not 100%, is not 90%, is not 80%. And this is the second tenant of Islam. When come to chanda or financial contribution, I intentionally did not use word financial sacrifice because by no means that I can see maybe one or two individuals in this country who are sacrificing it financially. They have not reached to that point that we call it a sacrifice. But if you take those numbers, 33% of Jamaat earning members are paying 84% of the chanda, Lazmi chanda. The rest, 67%, are only paying 17% or not paying at all. These are the chandajat was prescribed by Hadr Masih Maud alayhi salam. And at one point when he prescribed those chandas in his life, he wrote that I give my jamaat three months and if they don't give these chandas or not willing to do it, they will be expelled from the jamaat so adamant and so obviously he wanted to follow this financial contribution towards the Jamaat and he said no organization, spiritual or worldly, can work or function without money or funds. About 114 or 15 years ago, Nizam-e-Wasiyat was established by Hazrat Masih Maud And his desire was that Ahmadis, all, most of the Ahmadis would join it. In 2004, Masih Khamas expressed his desire 
in a speech that by 2008, 100 years of Khilafat, he would like to have 50% of Jamaat Ahmadiyya international earning members to become part of Nizam-e Wasiyat. 2008 came in and gone. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Now we are in 2019. And if you don't know, let me explain this painful fact to you that Jamaat Ahmadiyya USA is standing at 29% who have, are the member of Nizam e Wasiyat. 29%. As a matter of fact, in last one year, we dropped fraction of a point from last year. And the reason being is, even though we have some Musi, but the, the people who joined, become the earning members, outpace the percentage who became the Musi. Another unfortunate fact is And it's very obvious from looking at the numbers from the financial uh, contributions and Vasiyat that our love for mighty dollar is much stronger than our claim of love for our faith. Our youth are increasingly interesting to taste alcohol, which everyone knows is forbidden in Quran. And also, they are experimenting with drugs. Hijab is coming down at a faster rate than Nasrat joining Lajna, trying to be modern, materialistic. We just heard a speech about our values. And we also heard about the speech, a chilling fact that how many boys are marrying outside to non-Ahmadis or so-called converts for the marriage purpose, girls. And the opposite side, our daughters are sitting home and waiting. and waiting. The divorce rate in this country, in the Jamaat, is almost 22%. And many of these reasons for divorce is intolerance and parents 
intervention. and interference. The parents either abdicated their responsibilities of parenting or helplessly watching their children drifting away from the Jamaat and God and his prophet. Our parents and grandparents, and in some cases, great-grandparents, accepted Ahmadiyyat against all odds through much difficulties, sacrificed immensely for their faith. They would have never dreamed that three generations out from their progeny, the children would be walking away, saying goodbye to Ahmadiyyat, to atheism, Christianity, or no religion. just the money become their God. They would have never dreamed it. We are involved in trivial things and feel good about it. Instead of facing the hard realities and moral behavior and training. We focus more on interfaith meetings than strengthening our own faith. I am not at all saying we should not hold interfaith meetings. But what good it would do if our own faith is so weak That, that 50 or 60 percent, we don't even pray. And somehow, we have come to believe that participation in prayers is a way to express pride in our faith. I don't understand where this idea comes from. And this is a way to prove the equality of women in Islam. I don't know what we are trying to prove and whom we are trying to prove to, but the only thing we need to concern about and is the approval of God mighty, Almighty's player. And if we don't have it, all these things are in vain.
We celebrate our children's academic achievements, but I don't see any enthusiasm in their moral and spiritual advancement. We have a simple question to ourselves, each one of us. If we go back and reflect and look at our household, our worships, our financial contributions, our interpersonal relationships, all those infights within the Jamaat and within the homes. Are we better now than we were 10 years? Are we spiritually, morally more ad advanced than we were 10 years ago? Are we following the teaching of Prophet Messiah more than we were 10 years ago? I can answer except for myself. Every one of us has to answer it. And if the answer is no, then we are real big trouble. How come that every generation is more prosperous from previous generation in the worldly achievements and success our children are better, better educated. They would have more money at the time, but they grow, you know, to our age. More material things. We have more than our parents, most of us. But are we spiritually and morally better than that? Better than our parents? And our children are better than us? Why is this dichotomy? Why not paying attention to our soul as much as we are paying attention to our body? Again, I don't have an answer to it. Each one of us has to, to answer it. I would like, if anybody please tell me that what I'm saying is not true. I'm looking for some ray of hope. Anybody sitting here who is a student of history, please assure me not to worry. The armies with 40% of equipped and trained soldiers had conquered the territories. And the nations with a 40% of their people having conviction had prevailed. I do like to have that answer. Some may call me a pessimist and maybe it's true. But the number don't lie, sir. Number 
don't lie it's not easy for me to stand here and say i these things that i said it is not self righteous presumptuous diatribe on my part there would be many other people here in this who will agree with my assessment some of them speak speak and some of them just keep it to their hearts but it is a time of reflection if we don't wake up and wake up soon we lose it not that ahmadiyat will not succeed it shall but we will not be there we just heard a chilling number how many people in one city boys have married outside we think that their children would be amadi and if we do we are living in an illusion is not going to happen maybe except some exceptions so this is the jamaat that hazrat masih maud alaihi salam wanted to establish that we just talk about or this was the expectation and behavior and the character that he wanted the followers his followers what he wanted it i will take a few minutes to read a few passages from his speech which he delivered in 1897 at the occasion of jalsa salana as you hear it keep in mind that it was speech to the companion of the prime messiah whose spiritual and moral status is no compared to ours and what he's telling them we need to consider where we stand so he says now i quote him hazrat masih maud alislam it is particularly incumbent upon my community to adopt righteousness especially in view of the fact that they associate themselves with and swear allegiance to a man who claims to be divinely commissioned in this way they shall be delivered from any of the diverse forms of malice rancor associating partners with god and worldly attachments that may plague them and worldly attachments that may plague them just as allah exalted is merciful and and munificent he is also mighty and punishes those who do wrong 
when he observes the community boasting and making tall claims when he observes the community boasting and making tall claims while their practical state is quite the opposite his fury and wrath are provoked god decides to punish such a community at the hands of disbelievers those who are familiar with history know that muslim have on many occasions been defeated by disbelievers the word of god states that righteous are those who walk with humility and modesty and do not speak arrogantly they speak as though they were a lowly person addressing their seniors in any case we should act in a manner that brings about our prosperity none can claim a monopoly over allah almighty for he desires righteousness alone one who adopts righteousness shall attain a lofty station status then he says true fear of allah demands that a person examines the degree to which his words and actions accord with one another true fear of allah demands that a person examines the degree to which his words and actions accord with one another a person whose words and actions are at odds with one another should know that they shall incur the wrath of allah if one's heart is impure it will never find favor in the sight in the sight of god no matter how pure one's word may be in fact this this arouses the wrath of god my community my community ought to realize that they have come to me so that i may sow the seed which transform them into fruitful tree so everyone ought to examine their selves to become cognizant of their inner and outwardly state they shall not be met with the they shall not they shall not be met with the blessed end blessed end allah the exalted does not care for a community with hollow hearts who make empty claims for he is self sufficient then he exhorts the members of the jamaat he says i have repeatedly said that a person becomes proportionately accountable as they increase in their nearness to allah 
the household of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was more accountable than others those who are further away are not accountable but surely you are he is addressing the jamaat but surely you are if you are not great greater than others in faith then what is the difference if you are not greater the hazrat masih maud alaihi salam now addressing his followers if you are not greater than others in faith then what is the people survey what is the difference between you and them you are under the watch of thousands these people survey your every movement as though they were spies of government and they are right in doing so when the followers of the promise aya are to walk shoulder to shoulder with the companion of the holy prophet are you and they alike if you are not like them then you shall be called to account although this is an elementary state but who knows when death shall arrive death is inevitable and every single individual must confront it when this is the case why do you not take heed when a person has no relation to me when a person has no relation to me this is a different matter completely however when you have come to me and you have accepted me accepted my claim and believe in me as the messiah essentially you claim to be like the companion of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam now did the companion ever exhibit reluctance in dem- demonstrating faith and sincerity were they overcome by sloth were they hurtful did they not command control over their emotions were they not humble indeed they were immensely humble so pray to god that he enables you to be the same because no one can adopt a life of humility and modesty until allah almighty helps them in doing so delve into yourselves and if you find yourself weak in the likely in the likeness of a child then do not worry like the companions continue to pray edena siratul mustaqim guide us in the right path then he says rise up during the night and pray that god may guide you to his path the companion of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam were also trained gradually what was their initial state they could be likened to the seed sown by a farmer the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam peace and blessing of allah be upon him then washed these seedlings watered these seedlings he continuously prayed for them the seed was <clears throat> the seed was healthy and the soil soil fertile and so this watering brought forth excellent fruits be it day or night the companions emulated the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you ought to wholeheartedly seek repentance wake up for tahajjud pray purify your heart forsake your weaknesses and mold your words 
and actions according to the will of God Almighty. Be certain that Allah the Exalted shall bless one who tirelessly follows this advice and actively prays and brings their plea before God. The heart of such a person shall be transformed. Do not lose hope. Do not lose hope in God. No task is difficult for the valiant. So bear in mind, he says, all the counsel I have given you today, for it is on this that salvation depends. So bear in mind all the counsel I have given you today, for it is on this that salvation depends. Divine, divine player ought to dominate your interaction with God and his creation. Through this, you must become an embodiment of the following, and among, the, among others, from among them who have not yet joined them. <clears throat> then it says, it is necessary for the righteous to live a life of humility and modesty. This is an aspect of piety by which, must, by, by which we must combat undue anger. To refrain from anger was the fi final and most trying stage experienced by many a great saint and the truthful. Vanity and pride stem from anger. And in certain cases, anger itself is the result of arrogance and conceit. For anger comes about when an individual gives superiority to themselves over another. I do not desire that members of my community should consider themselves superior or inferior, behave arrogantly. He says, I do not des desire that members of my community should consider themselves superior and inferior, behave arrogantly, or look down upon one another. God knows who is superior or inferior. This is a form of neglect that reeks of contempt. I fear that this contempt may grow like a seed and ruin such a person. Certain people meet those of high standing with immense respect, but truly great is the one who listens to a lowly person with humility, comforts them, gives importance to their opinion, and does not rebuke them in a manner that would cause them grief. God Almighty state, Do not call one another by nicknames. Bad indeed is evil reputation after the profession of belief. And those who repent not are the wrongdoers. Do not call upon one another in a harmful manner of irritation, for this is the way of the sinners and the transgressors. A person who scoffs at another shall not meet death. A person who scoffs at another shall not meet death until they too are subjected to the same. Do not look down upon your brethren. When all drink from the same stream, who knows which of you are destined to drink more than others. Worldly definitions, 
cannot afford a person honor. Worldly definition cannot afford a person honor and greatness in the sight of God Almighty. Great is the one who is righteous. So may Allah enable us to follow these commandments of Hazrat Masih Ma'ud We need to spend a lot of time prayers and reflections. It's a hard work ahead. But as he said, don't be does not lose hope in God. But the condition is that we should continue to pray and endeavor and strive to bring a change in ourselves. Now we do dua. Before that, the total attendance is 9294, 9294, 4,640 women, 4,630 men. Ahmadi guests are 1,307. Non-Ahmadi guests, 141 through invoking the rules. Then we should pray for Prophet and his mission, and then Khalifatul Masih and his work, his long and healthy life. We should walk, also pray for Jamaat Ahmadiyya USA, that may Allah help us to improve of moral and spiritual character and behavior and make us in the forefront of all international jamaats in the following the teaching of Prophet Messiah We should also be praying for prisoners in every country, prisoner of conscience of Jamaat Ahmadiyya, religious persecution <coughs> in Pakistan, Indonesia, and any other country. Also, we should pray and remember in our prayers the shohada the martyrs and their family, and pray for the elevated status of those martyrs. We should also pray for our young, our children, students, pray for the sick. May Allah alleviate their difficulties and give them health. Please pray, remember in your prayers the volunteers who spend significant amount of time making this Jalsa successful with the grace of God. May Allah enable them and grant them his favors. Most importantly, we should be praying Ahmadis in Pakistan.
they are going under tremendous persecution. We cannot feel their situation. It's impossible. But what we can do is, only, is pray for them. They're laying down their lives for the sake of Ahmadiyyat. But besides praying for them, it is important that we bring a change in ourselves. to seek the pleasure of Allah so our prayers could be accepted. The prayers would not be accepted unless we make, follow the commandments of God Almighty. And we enjoying here freedom of religion and prosperity. So we should not forget our basic mission is is to establish the unity of God in ourselves first, then our children, and then around us. So those Pakistani Ahmadi needs not only our prayers, but change in our behavior, in our action. And most importantly, please pray for each one of us. May Allah enable us to follow the teachings of Ahmadiyyat May Allah establish his love in our heart and may he be our guardian and protector and he be with us while at home or during journey and may you have all safe trip back home. Now we'll do dua. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. Hey,